Welcome to the English Montreal School Board Podcast, where you'll hear from the people within the EMSB community and beyond, beyond. people with some inspiring stories, and people who work very hard to make this board, the EMSB, the choice of thousands of families. Here's your host, Suzanne Desotel. Every year across the province of Quebec, there is something that happens in the schools called Perseverance Week. And it's in uh, the aim is to get students to hang in, to graduate, to find ways to get through troubles because especially in high school, it's a very critical time. Children are going through physical changes, they're going through emotional changes, they're going through um, like going from grade school into high school. And joining me right now, I am at the Lester B. Pearson High School, and there have been talks going on throughout the day, and we'll get to that in a moment. Um, to talk about perseverance, I'd like Paul uh, Carpontanus, who is a teacher here, to explain exactly what Perseverance Week is about. Uh, well, as you said uh, before, our goal is to, well, really to keep as many students in our uh, buildings as possible. How important it is that they all leave our schools having received a high school diploma. And really, School Perseverance Week uh, is a week-long celebration in all the things that our schools have to offer. Uh, keeping students interested via activities, uh, co-curriculars, extracurriculars, workshops, uh, guest speakers just uh, to build that sort of uh, positive environment so that they really, they, staying in school is a viable option for them and there, there is something in our schools for every student, even those who are at risk. Uh, and we do this uh, hoping that uh, they all have like positive successful outcomes. Very interesting that, you know, talking about getting young people through school, it's not easy for a lot of them, as I've just learned today. And I'm going to introduce you to a couple of people that are also joining us. Adam Actus, Actus yeah. is a former student here at Lester B. Pearson High School, graduated uh, two years ago, and is now a student at Vanier. But we talk about uh, getting through high school, and yours was not an easy journey. Uh, also joining us, we've got two uh, students from Sec 1 who have just started high school. Leanna Wallace is here. Hi, Leanna. Hi. We've also got Sheldon Baudry, who is oh. with us as well, also from Sec, Sec 1. So we talk about getting young people through school. Adam, you're here today talking to all of the students here at Lester B. Pearson High School about your experience. Uh, when you were 14, you had two traumatic incidents happen in your life, one dealing with your mother who was discovered had a very serious condition, a life-threatening condition. And then you had your own experience that, well, I'll let you tell the story. Why don't you start off with what happened before the incident, what your life was like, and then the incident. Tell us about that. Well, <clears throat> before the incident, um, I was this sociable guy who always used to hang out with friends and always come home very late, always hanging out with my friends. Um, and this one night, uh, we were hanging out at one of our friends' place, not too far from the school. And it was really dark outside. We stayed later than we were supposed to. Uh, we started to walk home, and then there was a group of guys just, like, waiting for something to happen. Uh, we continued to walk. We didn't think anything about it. And 
few minutes later, five guys in ski masks just come up to us in this lonely street right across the street from the school, and they just start attacking us, trying to rob us from our phone and wallet. And they attacked my friend, they took her phone, they beat me very violently just to get what they wanted. And then after that, uh, they didn't get what they wanted from me, but I was going through a lot of physical pain that was eventually gone. Okay, let's be a little bit more descriptive. Okay. Because uh, you were with a young girl. Yeah. Well, that's got to be very frightening for her. Mm -hmm. uh, but they attacked you first. Yeah. And describe the attack a little bit. Um, uh, they came up to me, asked me if I had the time. Uh, I gave it to them. I actually did. I knew something bad was going to happen, but I gave it to them anyways. Um, it was 4.31, it was December 15th, 2014, 4.31 p.m. After I gave it to them, we were continuing to walk, and a few seconds later, one guy wrapped his arms around me, tried to tackle me to the ground, and I just remember yelling to my friend, call the police, and she was just screaming out of her mind, running, she was scared. And um, <clears throat> Describe the attack. One guy wrapped, wrapped his arms around me, tried to tackle me to the ground, and I was trying to. And he fight did. Him yeah, he, I was trying to fight him off, but then his friends uh, grabbed onto me as well, and three guys brought me down. They were beating me for a bit. Then they, they picked me up. They made me look at my friend. She was in the street. She was screaming, and she had her phone in her hand. She was about to speed dial the police, I guess. And one of the guys who were on me got off of me, ran up to her, punched her, and I saw it all. And they took her phone and ran off. And then they continued to beat you. They threw me back on the ground and they just continued to beat me a lot. Yeah. But it wasn't just with their hands. It wasn't just with their hands. No, I was on the ground. They were kicking me. They were stomping me. They had on steel-toed boots. I was able to remember that because as I was on the ground, I was just staring, those, staring at those boots the whole time. Yeah, they were yelling a lot of, um, a lot of slurs. They were definitely saying... They were definitely cursing a lot. They very, they sounded very violent. They felt it was scary because it felt like, look, if I didn't give them my phone or my wallet, they were gonna kill me. It was one of those thoughts, and they were beating me for a long time. They were beating me for about five minutes. They were stomping on my face, jumping on my back, kicking me everywhere. Now you're 14 years old. You're about five, what? Five, I was about five six. Five six at the time, mm. maybe 130 pounds. Yeah. You're not a big guy. Exactly. Uh, you're an athlete, mm -hmm. but you're not a big guy. So this is this is what's happening to you. Finally, it's over. You get out. You get home. The police come. You never find out anything afterwards. But as you mentioned, these guys were wearing, who were obviously older, were wearing ski masks. So you have no idea what they look like. I, I wouldn't say they were older. They looked around my age because they were my height. They like if the description I gave was as clear. It they were about my age, maybe a little younger, maybe a little older. Oh, but really? But they were our age. They were definitely were our age. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, but they know what you look like. Yeah. And exactly. this, if we can just um, go on a little bit further. So here you were, this happy-go-lucky guy. You you're worried to death about your mom. You now have everything kicked out of you, literally. You've gone to the hospital. Thankfully, you're okay, but you still have to deal with the healing. But the healing wasn't just the physical side. You developed PTSD to the point where, I'm sure at the time, you didn't know what that was. Exactly, yeah. But you, all of a sudden, you can't sleep. Your grades are going right down the toilet. 
your, your friendships are falling apart and you have no idea why all of this is happening. Talk to me about your insomnia a little bit. Insomnia, I wasn't able to fall asleep because I just had those those flashbacks come in. I knew they were going to come in at some point, but I didn't expect them to be so realistic. I didn't expect them to be so violent. I didn't expect to feel everything as if it happened again. It literally felt like it was happening a second time because I was feeling the attacks. I was hearing the way they were talking to me. Yeah, it was, it was as if it was happening to me all over again. And so, and this is now going on. Uh, at 14, you were in grade... You were, sec 3. You, you were in sec 3. Yeah. So this is all happening within the same year. Uh, so now the grades are really going down. You're worried about... You've been suspended several times because you're acting out. You don't know what's going on. What? Why all of a sudden you're like this? I mean, you know what happened to you, but you have a lot of anger. Uh, it's, you react very quickly, going from like normal attitude to boom straight rage you're suspended and suspended and suspended your mom is very sick and now you're being threatened with expulsion if you don't turn it around my question to you was now you mentioned in your talk that with your insomnia one night you woke up at three o'clock in the morning and you just decided to pick up a book and start studying um, yeah, I was. I remember the vice principal. She was telling me about I was about to fail the year. Sec three had just started, and I already spent the first couple of weeks in suspension, and I wasn't making any effort to improve my grades whatsoever. So I remember this one night, three thirty in the morning. I couldn't fall asleep. I was, I was always a motivated person. I always learned motivation from YouTube videos, but I was motivated as an athlete and only as an athlete, not in any other aspect of my life. So I remember this one talk where a guy said, if you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, you'll make it. And I just thought it was just for sports, right? I didn't think it was actually for anything else in life. But I understood what he meant. I understood what he meant by that. And 3.30 in the morning, picked up my math copy book and I just started studying. I looked at my terms report card first and I was that was like the leverage, right? It was like that point where I was like disgusted with myself because all my marks were super low. All my marks were super low and I was just like disgusted with myself. So 3.30 in the morning, I just picked up my math copy book because that math was like the lowest mark. And I just started studying and it got to a point where math was so easy because literally all it was was just learn the formula and just substitute the numbers and that was it. And it got to a point where I was passing all my classes and I was able to understand what the teacher was talking about. So simply doing that action led to something else, like a domino effect. Right? But, but in the end, you found out, despite your last minute you know, attempt to really bring up your grades and had a huge jump in your grades you still didn't pass you still had to go back and do sec three again so now putting it all back together your mom the beating the fear the insomnia which is huge for a young person uh, all that what made you hold on what got you through and what was your breaking point that turned things around for you? I honestly don't know what was going on in my, my mind back then. Because honestly, I, I even ask myself this sometimes. Like, I don't even, I can't even believe that I went through all that and to just for me to be in the person that I am today. I wouldn't believe that I'd do that. But um, I think it got to that point where I was, I felt like I was in, I, I hit rock bottom. 
and it felt like the only way that I can change was just to go up. Like, there's no other place to go from rock bottom, right? So it definitely told me, look, I'm not going to go anywhere if I don't focus on the right things, if I don't focus on change. Change starts within. So that's why I decided to focus and pick up my math copybook and start studying. And that was the point. And then they say the results become an addiction, right? So it got to that point where I was passing those, those tests and it felt good. It felt really good. I just wanted to continue down that path. So I started focusing more on school and track because track was like my stress reliever. So when the track season started, I uh, was training a lot. So I was always, I was taking this life as a student athlete more seriously, St uh, studying, paying attention in the day, practice at night. It was, uh, it was definitely the, the, the opening that I needed. Yeah, but I mean, you had g gone down so low to the point where, and this we hear unfortunately so much about that I mean you even consider taking your life at one point it, I mean the pain was so much but yet you were able to find something to hold on to so it's the importance of sports or a passion or, or knowing it now you had a, an amazing talk with the students there you could have heard a pin drop uh, when you were speaking and that's why I invited Leanna and Sheldon to come down and, and speak to us a bit um, Leanna, let's start with you. After hearing Adam speak today, what was it in his talk, if anything, that kind of resonated with you? Did you hear anything that said, oh, I know how that feels? Um, I think it was the fact that it happened at such a young age and that he was worried, like he only then realized after all his traumatic events that he had to fix himself before he had to go, I don't know, like help other people. So I think it relates to me because I'm always worried, let's say about my grades, about sustaining a good average, and it really, I don't know. Um, kind of put things yeah. in perspective a little yeah. bit. Because it's, I mean, you do and you work hard and, and there's yes. a lot of stress on young people today regarding their academics. Mm -hmm. So to hear that something that was so physical uh, going on in Adam's life and that you can still kind of go through it. Did that kind of like make you feel a little bit better? Yes, much better because it's hard to believe that one can get through such an event or such trauma but hearing that it is possible and it's most likely that you will get through it, it's quite comforting. I think. Good. Sheldon, how about you? How did this resonate with you today? Um, I, I don't really know but like um I think it was a, it was a, I, I don't really know how to explain, I don't really know how to explain it, really. I think it's a, how he just started, like, a, he was disgusted and started studying, like, a lot, a lot, a lot. I, I, it kind of just stayed with me, because, um, I, I, um, I, I don't like the way I'm going right now. I'm getting, sometimes I'm getting detentions in, in school. And I'm not really, I'm not really doing so good. Um, and of course, I don't tell my mom about this because then she's gonna get really mad. Uh, so, well, I, you know, I think Adam mentioned a lot of that kind of thing during his talk, did he not? About getting detentions. But what happens, Adam, when you don't tell anybody and you keep all of that inside? What was your experience? Maybe, you know, do a little one-on-one -on -one here with Sheldon right now. Well, I know, I didn't want to tell my parents that I was always getting detentions and suspensions and stuff because I knew that my mom was already sick and building that up would just put more stress on her head and she didn't need that right now. My dad was working all the time. He was working extremely hard. And um, 
obviously didn't need to hear that I was like, you know, causing this other part of stress in their lives that they didn't want. So I was hiding it. But it got to a point where I was, when I, when I changed, I told myself I have to focus more on school. It got to that point where going to school was more important than, you know, uh, sleeping in an extra five minutes and missing the bus to go to, go to school on time. Right, so it became that part where you know the passion is just so deep that you just can't ignore. It. Like you'll never see me be late for practice because I just love it so much. So when you get to that point where, you know, you're really focused on you know passing and you're really pushing yourself to pass this grade and stuff. This this if you're really pushing yourself to get high marks, you're going to eventually find that that new self inside yourself that's just gonna push you to achieve to do better in school. Yeah, because like I, I really want to pass uh, term three because this is the final term before uh, like secondary two, and I'd be just really disappointed in myself if I didn't go on to secondary two and just stay here in secondary one because all my other friends would be moving on to secondary two. I think Adam gets that yeah, because because <laughs> that's exactly what happened to Adam. Yeah. So is is that helpful? Yes, it really is helpful. Uh, that's why these talks are so important. Now, uh, you, uh, Adam, you talk about you being an athlete. You have a hashtag called Overcoming Hurdles, and you are a hurdler. Yeah. You're jumping over those fences as fast as you can possibly do. And so that outside of the academics, how important is that? Like you said, you would use that to get rid of your anger before you understood everything that was happening to you. You used your sport. So that outside passion, how important is that in recovering or just getting through high school? It's, it's very important. I'm, uh, in my last semester, I studied sports psychology, and we learned the impact that sports has on your mental health. It's, it's unbelievable. It's really, I didn't expect it to be that big. But obviously, I've had, even now, I have my moments where, you know, sometimes I'm overwhelmed with school. There are times where I am sad. And those moments where I just get on the track, it's like everything just goes away. It's like a medicine, right? What do you think about something like that, Sheldon? Uh, I think I think it's actually like really good, cause uh, like yeah, you said it was like a stress reliever for you. Uh, usually my stress reliever would be either drawing, cause I'm really good at that, or just playing video games. Or sometimes uh, I would just put on my headphones, open up Spotify on my computer, and just sing. Really. Uh, sometimes I sing acapella or something. That sounds it really good. Really helps me. How about you, Liana? Um, well, I when I'm normally stressed, I like to read because it kind of just makes me almost forget about all my problems. And I like it that everyone has different stresses because I noticed within my friends that no, a lot of my friends don't like reading. They all have their different stresses. Like my sister loves to dance, so she would I don't know dance when she's stressed. Another friend of mine loves singing, so she would sing. And it's really cool to see all our different like retreats or safety places, I guess. No, no, that's exactly what it is. That's, that's great. What was the one message that you want all these students to leave with today? I wanted them to leave with um, understanding that your decisions determine your destiny, ah. not your conditions. Because if I allowed my conditions to determine where my life was going to end up, then I wouldn't be the person that I am today. I probably would have never passed. I probably would have, I probably would be on a different path of life. I had, fr I have friends who, you know, they've lost themselves in drugs. I've ha I have a friend who's not uh, living with his parents. He moves every now and then. 
I feel like as if, if I continued where I was going, I probably would have hung out more with them and lost myself in the wrong things and probably ended up down the same road. I kind of have like strict immigrant parents and if they saw that I was lost in drugs, they'd, they'd kick me out, right? It's definitely not a, I def, like honestly, and they also say that, you know, the majority of dropouts lose themselves in drugs and the majority of dropouts and people who are lost in drugs end up on the street. And I mean, look at me now, like, I mean, I'm just, I graduated high school with honors, now I'm going to college, I'm planning a career as a social worker and I'm still a professional speaker. So honestly, you're just, I wouldn't be here where I am today if I didn't decide to pick up my term to report card at 3.30 in the morning and change everything. So that's why I believe that your decisions determine your destiny. Any simple decision of doing the right thing could lead you to a completely different path. So that's why I wanted them to leave it today. Excellent, excellent. Adam, it's been an absolute eye-opener listening to you today and, and talking to you and meeting you and the same to Liana and to Sheldon. And I want to thank you all for joining us. And, of course, Mr. Paul Carpontanis, who set up the whole thing for us today and all the work that you did, and I really appreciate it. I wish you all the best of luck. You'll get through high school. You all will, no matter what, no matter how long it takes. Thank you. And I wish and continued success. Thank you. Adam, Liana, Sheldon, and Paul, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, no problem. You've been listening to the English Montreal School Board Podcast with Suzanne Desotel. Make sure to subscribe to this and the Inspirations Podcast, Quebec's only podcast dedicated to the special needs community, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Thanks for listening.